Welcome to the FinOps Fridays podcast, where we discuss all things FinOps. It's an educational resource to help you learn and build your capability in all things FinOps. We're also here to have fun, so we'll make it entertaining, have a few laughs, and share a few stories. All right, and welcome to the next episode of FinOps Fridays. Uh, today, we're going to have a look and sample the flavors of the world. We've got uh, Tiago from Brazil that's going to sort of give us a very unique perspective on FinOps. Uh, Brazil, South America has been an interesting place to learn about. Uh, Tiago, give us a quick introduction of yourself, uh, the experiences you've had, uh, where you've worked previously. Uh, I've been working uh, as a cloud architect for uh, almost seven years now. Uh, I'm really specialized in Google Cloud Platform. Uh, my background is in business administration and economics. And now I, nowadays I'm a, an, an ambassador for the FinOps Foundation here in Brazil. Uh, I've been uh, coordinating a lot of meetups around here and also a program committee member for the Kubernetes AI Day uh, at the KubeCon. Excellent. And how did you get into the cloud? You know, from business administration, how did you find your way into FinOps uh, and the cloud? Uh, I think it was pretty straightforward uh, for someone who was passionate, passionate about technology and had this uh, economics uh, slash uh, finance background. Uh, so FinOps and actually AI, it was a pretty straightforward uh, uh, road for me. Uh, it's not uh, that uh, apart as it seems, you know? Gotcha, yeah, excellent. Um, on to our first uh, topic. So let's understand, and this was, this was fascinating to understand a little bit about the culture and the historical events, uh, you know, from the Brazilian perspective. You know, FinOps is about the business and organizations working with the cloud from across the globe. You know, of course, the reach of cloud enables us to scale and go anywhere we want in the globe very, very quickly. Uh, it's a huge number of companies from a very, very diverse set of countries and backgrounds. There's different histories, different cultures, and they really do bring a very different approach and a unique set of problems to FinOps. Uh, so I wanted to talk specifically about Brazil, understand a little bit about the history of Brazil and why Brazil's very unique when it comes to FinOps. Um, yeah, so talk about some of the historical events that you think have shaped uh, Brazil, things like the historical inflation, uh, the, the bank system inefficiencies in the 80s. Talk us through some of those. Uh, actually, uh, the annual inflation rate in Brazil increased to 10.38% in January of 2022 uh, from 10.06% in the prior month. Uh, inflation rate in Brazil averaged uh, 323% from the 80s until 2022 reaching an all-time high of 6,821% in April of 1990 and a record low of 1.6% in December of 1998. Uh, interestingly, 
Brazilian, sec Brazilian banking sector developed a technology, technolo technological expertise in the clearing system uh, during the high inflation period in order to process, to process quickly checks and other financial operations that, be, that, that, that eventually become one of the most developed of, of the world. Uh, Brazil is also, uh, because of this early maturity of the banking system, uh, we also got some, some downsides. Brazil is one of the leading countries in global credit card and banking fraud. Uh, and so, with the yeah, with the you spoke just briefly then of the um, the clearing system. So, so talk to me a little mm -hmm. bit about that clearing system. What is it, and why was that really critical and important? Uh, you know, back in, back in the nineties, uh, if you didn't have a efficient system to uh, perform the, the 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 all the transactions you will lose a bunch of money, you know, and interests and uh, inflation devaluation of the money itself. Uh, nearly instant payments, we call it here TED, that's, uh, we had that for as long as I know, since the 80s, probably. Uh, instant payments, uh, it's not something extremely new here. And uh, because of that, we had to, to really catch up uh, in order to not have uh, the firm's money or the family money to get way too uh, devaluated uh, overnight, you know, because the, the inflation rate would soar overnight out of nothing. So yeah, in terms of like the payments, in, in terms of paying for goods or what were those like transferring money to friends, what was sort of the main sort of day-to-day -day clearing that happened that was impacted by that? Uh, what do you mean? I'm sorry. Uh, you're sort of saying, so, you know, having a, a, an instantaneous clearing house and the payments for those were transactions between like people to people or between you and your employer receiving your uh, wage. What was that sort of clearing and transaction? Oh, pretty, pretty much. Uh, Every single transaction had to to go through through this the system. Pretty much everything, payments and uh, nowadays even uh, taxes we can we can do through uh, instant payments. Gotcha. You know, so yeah, to, you'd go uh, and and pay for something at a shop. That that transaction had to happen instantly. You pay a dollar mm -hmm. for a bottle of water because in another day that bottle of water is now a dollar twenty type of thing. Yep, even the government itself, when it, uh, it's collecting taxes, needs to be extra efficient, you know, because it will dev devaluate over time. Gotcha, gotcha, yep. Um, and in terms of, you know, the, the FinOps, has FinOps been easy to sort of take hold in Brazil, given this focus they've had on efficiencies and transactions? Everyone seems to be very aware of the need for a focus on finances. Has it been easy to sort of get FinOps up and running uh, and get people on board with FinOps? Uh, actually, uh, that's a really interesting topic. Uh, not in the framework that the FinOps Foundation uh, brought, you know, all the maturity level and the different uh, crawl, walk and run stages, uh, because uh, 
you know, we had to be able to forecast costs uh, on a really major way in order to keep uh, resources on an on efficient uh, uh, level. Uh, you know, uh, uh, it's mandatory to, to create automation, that not just because uh, it's, it's based on a FinOps framework, but uh, uh, our workforce is, is really small. We had uh, uh, big educational problems uh, back in, that goes back uh, through centuries. Uh, hard sciences, is, it's, it's really hard to get people into hard science, into, uh, into uh, computer science and, and, and studying things like that and developing uh, this kind of knowledge. So hiring is very difficult here in Brazil. And as a plus, our, our exchange ratio devaluated a lot. So now our, all, not all, but most of our uh, good developers are being hired uh, uh, to work abroad, you know. Uh, so this, this, this working gap is just growing uh, steadier than, than, than ever. So uh, we are not, we did not plan for, for, for some uh, uh, pillars of the FinOps framework. We were forced into it. Gotcha. And in terms of, uh, I mean, things like labor costs. So the cost of labor is very, very cheap and historically always has been. So things mm -hmm. like managed services, things like automation, the value of those in Brazil and the savings that they provide in Brazil is just significantly less than anywhere else. There's no enormous benefit to them because the cost of labor is so cheap. Yes, uh, actually, uh, it's it's something that used to be uh, like this. Uh, that that the wages are really low, but uh, things are changing way too fast. Uh, companies from just like I told you uh, used to be uh, not a a a. a rule automating everything because we had uh, cheap labor uh, for everything uh, but now uh, this cheap labor is uh, becoming a major uh, a major uh, how can I say uh, it's, it's creating a big pressure from companies from abroad you know to hire our cheap uh, uh, workforce uh, so uh, it is to be true, and now we're not knowing how to do with that uh, really well. You know, uh, the big resignation that hit uh, the U.S. and the Europe last year uh, is actually hitting us as a byproduct uh, right now. Uh, it's getting extremely tough to, to hire. It used to be, uh, you know, we didn't have a, a, a top of the class uh, kind of workforce, but, uh, you know, we used to compensate on the volume of, of how, how many people we used to, to hire. Uh, but now we are being, we, we, we've been uh, uh, threatened by, by all around because uh, hiring 
a bunch of, of Latin Americans or a bunch of Brazilians, it's uh, way cheaper than, than, than hiring someone that's not willing to work. Uh, sorry about that. Valentina. Valentina. Sorry about that. <laughs> working from Valentina. home. Working from home, yeah. Uh, so, uh, it was extremely cheap uh, to hire, even though it, it wasn't a, like I said, top of class uh, kind of professional. Uh, but now it's, it's becoming hell on earth because the competition is, it's not even fair, you know. Uh, some companies are hiring below uh, minimum wage on their countries. And that, that's a fortune here in Brazil. That's a lot of money. So it's really tough to keep uh, the employees uh, um, on, their, on their jobs. So we are, we're facing this, this not known problem for us. Uh, Brazil was never, a, a, was never known as a uh, work, uh, specialized workforce uh, exporter, you know, and now we're doing that, but just like I told you, not, not because we are very good at it, but because we are very cheap at it. You know, they're doing yeah, exactly yeah. the same we used to do uh, in our inside market. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so it's, it's, it's pretty tough to work now. And in terms of um, some of the, you know, the banking system capabilities, so the banks acquired some very, very good capabilities a lot earlier than other banking systems. Mm-hmm. Were you then at the forefront? Did you then have sort of um, much more technology starting to come in at that time? Mm, yeah, pretty much, pretty much that. Yeah, uh, we had to develop some some really uh, some some really uh, top top notch technology in order to to deal with this hyperinflation. Uh, we still. Uh, pretty much well, uh, uh, well versed uh, when compete, competing through technology with, uh, uh, you know, banks from from other countries. Uh, actually, something really really interesting. I was reading uh, about uh, instant payments uh, fraud in U.S. and uh, who's gonna uh, uh, who's gonna pay. For that bill, who's accountable uh, uh, for uh, from, uh, for that uh, phenomenon? And uh, it it was a surprise for me because it's something that uh, happened here since ever. You know, uh, we 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 had to look actually look for ourselves uh, in order to not. Uh, 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 being a, a a target for fraud, you know, it's just like something normal. It's not something good, but it's something normal. Yeah, yeah, and that was the the, the next topic. What was the social outcomes? Uh, you know, typically, when we think of FinOps, it does deliver many benefits, uh, and there's a, there's an enormous focus around the cost, cost reduction, and efficiencies. Mm-hmm. But there is also those benefits like transparency, uh, and you sort of mentioned that being critical for Brazil. 
the amount of credit card fraud, the cost of labor is low, so it's really rewarding to, to run scams. Um, so in terms of some of those social outcomes you've seen from that FinOps style approach, what is it, what is it that you see in Brazil? Uh, accountability, of course, uh, automation, uh, when, whenever it comes to the, uh, to the public sector, uh, now we have uh, uh, multiple touch points that are accountable for the social outcomes of every single penny that goes inside, uh, into a project. Uh, and just like uh, we always say FinOps is, is, is kind of a, an easy sell when, when it's, it's perfectly uh, frameworked and structured uh, for Brazilian companies because you need to compete on uh, extremely unstable uh, labor force, extremely unstable uh, inflation rate, extremely unstable uh, uh, exchange rate. Uh, so if you're not extremely efficient, uh, you won't even survive, you know? And besides that, all the fraud and, and Brazilian corruption, uh, the tax rate, it's, it's something outrageous for a, a emerging market. Uh, nowadays, our, our uh, interest rate is also, it's a double digit uh, interest rate as well. We have double digit, digit inflation, uh, exchange devaluation, and uh, interest rate, uh, rate, uh, rate rates. So that's really tough to, to plan and to compete. Uh, so uh, forecasting was always a, a, a major key for success. Yeah, yeah. And um, the, the sort of uh, accountability and transparency function, is that something when you start to talk about FinOps, that's you know one of the main leading points you have that discussion with because, hey, you know FinOps brings you that accountability transparency, which everyone really wants in Brazil. Is that something that's the, the leading, instead of being a cost reduction efficiency, you actually lead with transparency? Is that something that happens? Uh, actually, uh, I wish it was uh, in such a naive way, uh, but it's not. We were forced to create, uh, you know, based in, in economic incentive theory, uh, we had to create, uh, you know, such a system where uh, reinforce, uh, where you, you, you benefit or reinforce someone uh, who behaves well inside the system uh, or in order to avoid punishment. So, uh, it was much more, uh, much more like this, not in a romantic uh, way. We were forced into uh, this kind of, of, of uh, system, you know, because uh, the corruption rate is also really, really high. So, uh, you know, it's, it's so confusing, uh, uh, you know, uh, in the public sector, the Brazil uh, Brazil has a very formalistic and regulated procurement laws, uh, but we have two uh, 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 procurement laws nowadays. You know, and 
almost 10 different purchasing methods, you know. Uh, so we had to create a really tough uh, corruption law uh, that went all the way from the, the, the uh, project manager and the architects uh, going to the cloud providers, uh, including politics and uh, firm owners, uh, because he should, uh, it used to, uh, uh, n it used to be not as 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 vast as it is now. Uh, it used to be something that uh, only, like we say here, small fish get caught, you know, in the net. So we were forced in creating this this kind of uh, uh, incentive uh, economic theory uh, to the law, you know? Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. And I want to go a little bit more into to public sector next. Uh, but before that, we will break for our speed round questions. Mm -hmm. uh, this is where we get to know our guest a little bit more and take a quick break from the world of FinOps. Uh, Tiago, you ready for the questions? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Uh, definitely no. Uh, you know, I live in a neighborhood called Mocha. Uh, Mocha is an Italian neighborhood. Uh, it's just, it's just offensive. <laughs> uh, are you a cat person or a dog person? Uh, dog person. Uh, actually I have a lot of allergies, uh, from cats, so I'm not even, I don't even know if I'm a cat person, you know, because I, <laughs> I can even, you know, uh, so. Yeah. Uh, red wine, oh, sorry, uh, red wine or white wine? I'm actually much more of a beer person. Okay, that's the next question. Beer or spirits? I'm guessing beer. Yes. Uh, do you ask permission or beg for forgiveness? Ask for permission always. Uh, your favorite movie, director, producer, genre? Scorsese. Uh, Gangs of New York, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull. Yeah, yeah nice, nice. <laughs> Classic. Uh, tea or coffee? Uh, coffee, for sure. Brazil, uh, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> your favorite TV series? Sopranos. You know, it's, uh, it's, favorites. It's okay. actually, it's actually kind of funny. You know, uh, living in this Italian neighborhood. Uh, my friends that live near uh, downtown. You know, uh, uh, they, whenever they come here, uh, they 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 say they are in, in, in kind of a uh, they feel they, they feel in the, themselves inside a mix of Jersey Shore and The Sopranos. <laughs> it's actually nice, funny. Nice. Uh, your favorite song or musician? Um, Miles Davis. Kind of blues, my, ah. yeah, I love jazz, love bebop jazz, uh, and uh, you know, I just love jazz. Uh, your favorite food? Uh, Italian food. I'll go with pasta al pesto genovese. 
Uh, on a holiday, do you prefer to be doing activities or relax and do nothing? Mm, probably doing nothing. Nowadays. Uh, do you prefer buildings and architecture or nature? Oh, buildings and architecture. And whatever you can mix and match those things together, just like, you know, going to Rio de Janeiro or, you know, Mexico City. Uh, that's something that's amazing for me. Uh, your favorite vacation location? Rio de Janeiro and Mexico City. <laughs> it had to be. Uh, do you prefer to text or talk? Uh, text. I'm a little shy and uh, texting way, prefer way over talking. Uh, your childhood nickname? Uh, not something uh, <laughs> yeah, extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. It's yep. a key. It's uh, short for Thiago. Uh, your proudest moment? Uh, it has to be uh, when I was invited as a program committee member for the Kubernetes AI Day. Uh, getting in touch with such an amazing environment. Uh, being able to uh, get in touch with cutting edge technology and such an amazing and vibrating community. Uh, that was terrific. And Superb. This year, uh, it'll be the first year uh, that I'll be able to, to go to Cubicon in person because all of the pandemics and everything else uh, was never there in person. So I'm really excited. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Uh, you did quite well. Your, your diversity on the, uh, the music, uh, the classic TV, you come up with a score of 96. Um, TV series I loved, is it City of Men, City of God, the movie and the TV series? Um, I That was, I mean, it's going back a little bit, but that was absolutely sensational. Uh, if you haven't seen that, viewers highly recommend chasing that down, the movie and the TV series. Um, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the first scene of City of God, uh, you know, the one that, uh, when, uh, when they're chasing the chicken. Yes. Uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, favela day in, a, you know, in a scene, you know, it was such an, a, a tremendous, uh, to the force from the art director and the, 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 the photo director, uh, you know, you can feel the, to your bones, you know, that they are, uh, you need no introduction with that scene that they are going to talk about uh, everything that's nice and all the cultural side of the favelas, but they are, are also going to, to talk about some some not so so good parts of, of uh, living in a slum in a favela. Uh, just, just that scene, you don't need any other introduction for a Brazilian. I, I'm 100% sure that every single Brazilian, uh, without knowing what that movie is about, will uh, pretty much understand what the director is trying to uh, create with that atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, I cannot rate it highly enough. 
Again, uh, viewers, dig for it, look it up. It was sensational. So that is it for another episode of FinOps Fridays. If you have any questions or feedback on this episode or would like to learn more, please feel free to reach out to us at finopsfridays at aptio.com. Also like and subscribe to get updates for future episodes. 